Folks, welcome to the Cape Cod Fun Show, almost live from the Cape Cod Times Studios. I'm Eric Williams. I'm here. Mung is here. Whoop. Colleen is here. Woo! And Terrence here. Hello. Oh man, it's going to be a big fun show and a big great weekend coming up for mid-July on Cape Cod. Taking a look at the all-important Cape and Islands weather forecast. Friday, sunny with a high near 77. Saturday, mostly sunny, high near 78. And Sunday, partly sunny, high near 82. It has been an incredible summer on Cape Cod. Beach weather almost every day. And people are here just lapping it up, taking a look at the tides for this weekend. Looks like midday high tides. Midday high tides for your beaching pleasure. Mung, what does that mean, uh, midday high tide? Midday high tide means that you can have some gorgeous swimming. You don't have to deal with low tide flats. You can just jump in the ocean and swim for hours like I love to do. Cape Cod Bay will be good. I was out on the flats at Rock Harbor just the other day, and that's fun, too, at low tide when you can walk forever. I visited those odd clam trees that they plant to mark the channel. A real wonder of Cape Cod peculiar-looking thing. Are they fried clam trees? Uh, I guess they could be around Christmas time if you dangled a few, if you climbed up on a ladder (laughs) and put some out there. But they look pretty weird, and that was uh, just a totally beautiful experience. You know, sometimes in the summer, you need to get away. You need your own space, and the flats at low tide just give you that headspace to get back into the hurly-burly of a Cape Cod vacation. Speaking of water, we have been threatening this for weeks now. Now is the time to bring out this water shoes discussion, and I know among this has a deep personal meaning to you. Yes, we must dive into water shoes and why they're important. Because you, ha- you uh, have water shoes. I have water shoes. In fact, they're really high quality ones. I got wow. them on Amazon.com. Although, don't tell any local Cape Cod business. Aren't yours more like water cowboy boots? <laughs> <laughs> they're stylish, man. They're stylish. But um, the reason why we got to talk about uh, water shoes right now is uh, my mom, uh, Mother Mung, had a had a sad incident <laughs> recent, recently off Coval's Beach Uh-oh. in Centerville. And she uh, she goes in, and then she's like, oh, my God, I just got bit by a crab. And it, it cut her foot, and oh. I think there was a little blood. Yikes. And I said, were you wearing your water shoes? And she said, of course not. Who wears water shoes in the water? You need to have your toes touch the sand. I'm with Mother Mung. And here. I'm like, yeah. no way. What are you talking about? You need water shoes to avoid these incidents with the sea creatures. Can crabs be rabid? Anyone? Colleen, you know about this. You, didn't you study crabs in college? Uh, you have some yep. crab biology? Uh... Of course I did. Of course I did. I think they can be rabid. Uh, <laughs> not confirmed. Don't quote me. But... And what's a crab thinking as it approaches a plump toe? <laughs> I think it thinks, wow, this is dinner for me. Oh, man. Mother Mung could have been devoured. Which toe was it? <laughs> I, I think it was the left uh, pinky toe. Oh, oh that's wow. a very... Uh, it must have been a baby that's crab. An it must have been a baby crab. So that's a toe but right when, on the edge. When you have solid, um, almost armor-like shoes like I have, these crabs don't get anywhere near your feet. They look at that thing. It's like a tank in the water. And they're like, I'm not going to bite that. So they see that. And then they scurry away. You're good to go. I don't so care about So it's actually t- just like a defense mechanism. It's not actually for protection because look, I came across this thing the other day and they're like adhesive water shoes. Okay, so they're like one-time use. 
you can see them. You guys can't see them, but I'm showing them right now. <laughs> Whoa. You stick them to the bottom of your feet, okay, and they have grip on it and all this stuff. And it's just like one time. You go in the water, you wear them, you come out, you peel them right off. With a bunch Whoa. of skin, probably, from your foot. <laughs> like a Band-Aid for shoes? I mean, I'm sure if they're made to be on your skin, they're not going to like hurt you as you pull them off. But I think that's kind of smart because I don't know if I feel like it's fashion forward to wear water shoes. No, that's... I mean, Crocs are pretty fashionable. You can get them in a lot of different colors. But would you wear those into the water? Like, do you mean water Crocs or regular Crocs, like the clogs? Can't you just wear all Crocs in the water? (laughs) You definitely can. Yeah, but they'll flap around and fall off. You get hit by a wave and you're wearing those clogs. They're gone, man. And now it's in that giant, swirling plastic part of the ocean. Oh, that's true. And you've contributed your Crocs to that. And they're expensive. (laughs) I mean, I can see wearing them to the beach because the sand, especially during this heat wave, has been so crazy hot. And I've seen families just torn apart halfway to where they want to go and they realize that their feet are cooking and there's no going back. So I can see wearing them to the beach, but into the water, don't you want to let those those toes just fly free? Let your dogs get out there and get all chilly, and it's the antidote to the hot weather. No, you could step on a shell. You could like, step on a You're just not a, a living conch. on the edge. No, no. I, I have very delicate feet. Mung has sensitive feet. and I How don't... many toes do you have? <laughs> Total. Uh, they, they used to say baker's dozen, but I might... <laughs> I may have lost one or two here or there. Well, I know. I, I've heard creatures can uh, shed toes and potentially grow new ones like starfish. <laughs> Is that true? Ooh. So I don't know. I mean, it also brings the bigger picture in like uh, when you wear things like swim shirts and uh, scuba suits, wetsuits, all that stuff. Are you ruining or lessening your water experience? Because now you have more clothes on. You're protected, but you're not having that feeling of, oh, well, let's say, I don't know, a, a Speedo. Not that that's ever going to happen, but do those people feel more joy from the water because they have less on? Hmm. Wow. Here we go, getting deep again. Because I but wonder can about that. you truly feel the sea if you're wearing a shirt on? A rash guard. I yeah. don't know. What are, we, what are we in this life for? True joy or just insurance and protection? Mung, I know where you stand. <laughs> Anytime I've been to Europe or any of the beaches around there, they barely wear anything in the water. Don't yeah. they all burn and burn and burn? <laughs> Toasty. Gotta wear sunscreen. <laughs> I want to stand up for Crocs, by the way, because I love those things. I, I made fun of them for years, tried one pair on, and said, oh my God, I've been a fool. They're so comfortable. And one of the charming things when you go to a Cape Cod beach is seeing that sort of shoe roundup at the top of the beach. Everyone sheds their shoes. Down they go. Sometimes they get burned by the sun, but those shoes just scattered here and there. It says summer to me somehow. <laughs> And that's where I get some of my best shoes on the way back out. Like, those, those look like uh, size 11. Ah, the beach shoe library, yes. <laughs> Would you ever steal someone's shoes, Mung? Have you ever done that? Um, no, because I wouldn't want to see them walking barefoot through some hot Or it's hard to trust car. someone else's used shoes, and you can't get much on eBay. I've tried, right? <laughs> All right, moving along, we've settled that completely. Now, Taryn, it seems here that you have what's billed as a fun biking story... Hard to believe. Well, we were just saying we talk a lot about water things on too the much, show. Too much, too much. Yeah, you know, there's more to life than the ocean. There is. Waterlogged. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you evolved, much like some of those early uh, sea mammals. You're, you're now up on the shore. You're, you're crawling. You're changing. Uh, you become you, and mm-hmm. now you see a bike. What happens? Well, first of all, I really want 
to have a bike here at Cape Cod, but I just like can't afford one right now. But anyway, I did go um, when my boyfriend came to visit. That's so we sad that you yeah, can't afford a bike. Yeah. The life of an one. intern. They're like ten dollars. Well, really, can you really find now. a ten dollar bike? Well, no. for a day if you rented it. Oh, All but right. no, that's what I mean. So I I have rented, but um, I was with my boyfriend, so we wanted to do something a little bit more fun. So we did one of those two person bicycles, not a tandem Whoa, bicycle. Okay, what? It, what? A tandem one is where it's kind of in a row. Right, right. So this is a sidecar or this something? Is this, yeah, you're side by side, and you have those like white and red uh, awnings over you. Well, I don't think I've and, ever seen one. Okay, I've never we, seen one of these magical machines. We did it machines. in Falmouth, and they're really hard, and you pretty much have to like go on the road with the cars and stuff. Um, we had a fantastic experience, though, because almost every car we passed was like honking in a nice way. How do like, you know? Ooh. How can you tell? How can you discern saying, the meaning of a honk? <laughs> <laughs> that's another. That's definitely another uh, important topic we should bring up. There's later. an angry honk and then a kind yes, honk. Yeah, <laughs> depending on how long you so it's hold like, it. Meep or meep. Yeah, or or you could do a peep peep like that's a that's a nice one that could be morse code like get the bleep out of my way (laughs) (laughs) but anyway so it was fantastic and we did it for an hour and we actually came back in like 58 minutes and the guy said you guys are the only people that have ever taken this thing out for the full hour and we were like what (laughs) they were like everyone comes back in 30 minutes and is like this is too hard it's too hard like this was fun thank you but we're done so you were on the road the the whole time not like the shining sea bikeway which is a beautiful uh, bike path that goes into Falmouth and along the water you were on the road we were like along the water like Falmouth Heights Beach um, down there it was such a good experience so much more fun than just riding a regular bike we don't touch on the bike trails here you know I bike them sometimes but like the rail trail which is out by my house it's 22 miles you can get anywhere you want hmm. it's not particularly scenic though and you sort of feel like you're more of a commuter it's fun but I don't know anyone else biking I used to bike a lot when I was younger. Seems like the natives here don't really like biking. We like biking. You have a bike, Mung? I don't think I've been on a bike since the 80s. What happened? And it was (laughs) the training wheels never came off. (laughs) I see you're still wearing them now. (laughs) Oh, man. But but I'm just saying there are good land activities on Cape Cod. Uh, What what are are the other ones? What else? What are the other land activities we could do? I mean, Mung's always telling me to go mini golfing. What? That's right. Oh, my dear. This is the quintessential Cape Cod. You can feel like you're Tiger Woods at any one of the Cape's dozens of uh, mini golf courses. Where did you play, Mung? Uh, I was. Uh, I had the lucky opportunity to go to my favorite uh, mini golf course. I've been going to the, there for years. Uh, this is Putter's Paradise in West Yarmouth, and it is a gem. And one of the reasons why is uh, you get a second round for free with the price of one. So yes, yes, you can play. How much is it to mini golf? Say at Putter's Paradise, it's. I think it was around ten dollars, or maybe maybe a little less. So you get uh, you get to play twice essentially. Did Putter's you play Paradise. twice? Um, we didn't because we kind of went a little late at night. But if you go a little earlier, you could definitely squeeze it in because that's a good amount of golf. Like a good uh, mini golf round could be forty five minutes. So if you've got a good hour and a half, hour and forty, then you can go around twice at Putter's Paradise. It's a really cool course and it's. Uh, uh, Features a lot of interesting um, artwork and sculptures Whoa. from uh, uh, Yarmouth artist T.J. Neal, the legendary, yeah, TJ legendary Neal. Uh, artist uh, from the 70s and 80s there in Yarmouth. He made these 
wonderful, uh, wonderful sculptures. Uh, folks may know Martin the Bear that lorded over a zoo aquarium for many years, or Tommy the Elephant outside the India clothing store. But there's a lot of interesting uh, sculptures at uh, Putter's Paradise. People might not even know these Neil creations that are really cool, including Princess Tina, who is a giant big pink octopus. There's Tommy Topper, which is a whale. I think it's an, uh, an orca. And also alligator, which is kind of like a boxing alligator. An alligator is a... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Alligator. One of those things. So these are kind of in the back part of the property of Partis Paradise. You kind of can't see them from the road, but once you go through there, um, all sorts of cool TJ Neal uh, stuff. Wow. One of the know. things about mini golf, though, you know, and I have kids that are older now, but when they were younger, would take them there, and there was a level of frustration when the ball didn't go in quickly. And then the competition would set in between oh, my daughters. Yeah, and I cr- when I was younger, I cried every single time that we went mini golfing because it got too frustrating. Whoa. Oh, yeah, I'm very competitive. I too, think there's but... another side of mini golfing. <laughs> Not that I don't love it, but I think it's the kind of thing on the wrong day mm-hmm. that can rip a family apart. Oh my! Very you true. brought up a very very intense point. I agree. So now we're going back to young Taryn in New Jersey. Yeah. At, we uh, actually, we have mini golfing in Jersey. And wow. It's like at Fat Tony's mini golf. <laughs> the mob runs it. <laughs> and so what's going on? You're starting out, you're excited, but how does it all decay? What happens? It all decays when, because I'm the youngest too, so you know, my brother will be bragging because he got his in in like two shots, and then I'll be on my second. I'll be like, I'm about to get mine. And then it doesn't go in, and then you just keep hitting it harder. The more frustrated you get, the harder you hit it. And then suddenly you're at nine strokes, and you're just like, I quit, I quit. And that could be the second hole, right? That it could, could be... it could. And then your parents, they're like, well, I just paid fifteen dollars. Exactly. <laughs> I thought we were gonna do a family activity, and now everyone's hating each other, and someone's you crying, and they're swinging a yeah. a golf club around. Colleen, you you went mini golfing too, right? When you were younger, still now? Uh, yeah, I think one of the first times I went mini golfing, I thought I was at a regular golf course. And <laughs> I swung the putter and I hit my mom in the head. Oh, Wait, no. Wait, the putter or the ball? The putter. Oh, no. <laughs> you didn't say four? <laughs> and uh, she got a concussion. Oh, come on. Oh, no. Um, we finished the round, but oh, wow, uh, she really took trooper. one for the team. Um, I will say golf is, you know, a very important part of my life. Uh, Phil Mickelson's daughter lived two doors down from me in my dorm at Brown, so wow. I feel that I'm an expert by association. Sounds like she's bragging. I just, no, no, no. Let's just, <laughs> let's just go back. Let's rewind to that moment. What are you, just starting the round? You've yes. got the your young Colleen now. How, yes. how old were you at the I time? I think I was eight. So mm-hmm. you just go into a full backswing? Full like, backswing, like I, like I was Tiger Woods. Mm-hmm. It was not not a good and thing. And you got her in the back part of the swing? Like, yep, I hit like, her right in the jaw. It was, oh, God. it was pretty bad. And did she go down? No, but it was kind of one of those moments where the whole, like, all the staff rushed over and they were like, wow, this never happens. Like, I, we hope you're okay. <laughs> wow. and, and so your mom's like, oh, don't worry, honey. Uh, she's woozy. Her jaw may be broken. Who knows? She's got a concussion. We know that. And she plays 18 holes? Wow. Yep. She stuck with us. She had three eight to nine year olds with her so she really stuck it out oh my god that is wonderful i guess i mean i hope she at least won did she win 
You know, to this day, she I can't was having remember. trouble. She's I going backwards. That, yeah, I'm not sure if she did. To be she, she was putting with the wrong end of the putter, the stick part. You know, like, don't worry, honey. Has she returned to the mini golf course, or did this scar her for Too life? Traumatizing. I think that she hasn't gone mini golf since. To be perfectly honest. Oh with you. no. I think I might have ruined that. For we should her a really try bit. and get her back out there. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe this summer you're home. What do you say you take her out? I think she's going to say no to that one. I think she's going to steer clear of me in a a golf club. So after that, do we support mini golf? I guess we have to, but now there's some things we have to watch out for. Like Colleen. Mini golf. It's complicated. There are certain activities that bring in competition for young kids that can be trouble. Mm -hmm. Certain things can get in there and rip a Cape Cod vacation apart. I would say a week of rain is probably the number Mm -hmm. one. Maybe that that's when you're stuck in a cabin, no air conditioning, a moldy part cheesy board with missing pieces, and that's all you have. And you can't charge your devices, or for some reason there's no service, and what happens? You just look at each other and sweat. Drip, drip, drip. I hate you. All right. Forget about that. That's too negative. We love mini golf. I've had some great mini golf. There's some great courses on the Cape. We all like going. We support those businesses wholeheartedly. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, talking about more fun things to do. This weekend coming up on Cape Cod, Pawpalooza. Ooh. They bill it as, like, one of the biggest dog festivals in New England. And it's a two-day event with dogs and puppies and dogs. You know, I have a little issue with dogs, so I don't know if I'm going to Pawpalooza. What? Except there's one attraction. It's the dog jumping into the pool thing where they measure how far, how high... I really love that. That's one of my favorite activities. So there's dog jumping Ooh. at Papalooza, but that's a lot of dogs in one place. Hmm. Beep, beep, beep. Let's back up a little bit. Uh, you have a little issue with dogs. Yeah, oh what does that mean? What, what does that mean? Hey, hey if it was Catpalooza, I would be there because I'm a cat guy. I love cats. Uh, cats are mysterious. Uh, they don't come when you call them. All they want you to do is open a can, and then they got to go to a bunch of business appointments in the forest. <laughs> they don't. That's not a positive. None of those seem like a positive to Well, me. but the dogs are always like, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? Can I do it too? What love. Are you doing? They give you that. What yeah. do cats give you? An allergy. Oh, cats give you Allergy attitude. And yeah. Attitude, yeah. I like that attitude with cats because I feel like you know what? I don't really deserve all that love anyway. You know what? I, I wow. just ignore me. I think this runs a little deeper. Into, deeper than dogs and cats. Yeah, something a little. Yeah, but dogs um, bark. The they, they're, here with you. They're, dogs. They're so jump, They're so jumpy on you too. Yeah, they jump up, you know, and stuff like that. I mean, dogs do do that. We've seen that before. <laughs> Some dogs are wicked cute. Little dogs, I like. Little wiener dogs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or that time we saw that the teacup. What was that teacup one that didn't have any back legs and they had a little carriage? Oh, was it like a chihuahua? It was a chihuahua. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That was cute. Uh-huh. And Colleen had- recently did a story at the Cape Cod Times about a dog with no eyes. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Gosh, I think his name was Nick. He was at the ARL in Brewster. He got adopted. Oh, oh good for Nick. That's so nice. I'm not, cute. you know, that's, no eyes at all? Like- no eyes. They couldn't, they found him wandering, I think, in Mashby. And he was just kind of doing his own thing on Route 28, and he got picked up. And they either think that he was born without eyes, or there was some sort of surgery to remove the eyes with his previous owner. But he was pretty healthy when they found him, so he must have—he couldn't have been astray for that long. But yeah. And we got to say a big thanks to all the shelter personnel around the Cape. I know, Mung, we've done a bunch of stories over the years. Those kind-hearted folks who really uh, give it all up for the animals, whether they're dogs, cats. We've seen pigs. We've seen all sorts of other things. Thank you. Round of applause for all those great people that we've talked to over the years. And 
you know, I always think if you're looking for a pet, why not go to the shelter first? Why get a $5,000 super breed? I don't know. I agree. Dog show kind of thing. Anyway, Papalooza is in Yarmouth this weekend. Uh, it's at Dennis Yarmouth Regional High School, uh, 9 to 6 Saturday, 9 to 4 Sunday. And there's some canine police demonstrations daily at 11.30. I think the big thing is the Doc Dogs competition. Now, they bring in dogs from off Cape, but you can bring your dog, too. If you think you have one of those jumping dogs, and there's prizes and excitement at Pawpalooza this weekend, I don't know if I will be there. I'll be doing the doggy paddle in the water probably somewhere. <laughs> let's in turn, honor. Let's turn to food. We got a restaurant mm. review, new Italian restaurant in Hyannis. Oh. It's called Ristorante Milanese. Mung, you're on the restaurant scene. Have you heard of this place? I have heard about it, but I have not been there. What do you know about it? It's got a good review, uh, extensive menu. They loved the veal chop. I've never had a veal chop. Anyone else have no, veal I chop? No, I keep it simple. I've had a veal chop before. I think I tried it. Federal Hill in Providence has some good stuff. So. Mm, okay. Mm. So I'm they more liked of a it. Chicken parm kind of gal. But. Mm. They said the flavors were good. The service was a little off. Just it's a new place, right? Oh yeah, you got to you got to give them like a month to. Absolutely, cooperate. absolutely. Mm-hmm. So Ristorante Milanese has opened. It's a 302 Main Street in Hyannis. Hey, wait a second. That's what? like that's right outside our door here. I know where I'm going. All right, guys. Lunch. We'll see you later. It's about to- <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> now Italian food. I don't know. Uh, Oh, it's one of what my do favorites. You mean? You well, don't know. I always feel like if I'm paying for pasta, like it's it's really high priced pasta. I know you get something with it, but you can make pasta at home pretty cheap, mm. right? Eh, I mean, have you like a good chicken parm that's not too dry, perfectly cru- like bread crusted? Yeah. That is worth mm, something. I think. Yes, or like a bolognese or something that you yep. you could make at home, but it could take hours to uh, cook all these meats together and have them break down and get all the flavor and and put it into a good sauce. It's better to let you know the professionals do that. He's going to his happy place over yeah. there. <laughs> I mean, wow, the meats are breaking but down. But Eric, that's- you're you're a pretty good chef. I mean, I hear you talk about food and cooking all the time. Don't you have your own? You, you and Greg have your own tomato gardens, right? Or something. Yeah, like my that? my tomatoes are doing great, but they're all green right now. I have tons of basil, so I've been mm. making pesto. Yeah, which oh. is you know you got some pesto going. Do you really need to go out? To, but you know, yeah, but that's you. That's well, you. Look, Do you know how I'm living? How? With no gardens. I'm just living in a room. And you can't afford a bike, so... I can't afford a bike, so... How's she supposed to... Yeah, but then if you can't afford a bike, how can you afford to go to a fancy Italian restaurant? Thank you, Colleen. I am getting called out. (laughs) Yeah, so what's the deal with that? Like, I mean, how do you afford to go out, and uh, what do you eat as an intern here on Cape Cod from far away? Hmm... Well, if I do feel like I'm going to go get something, I've been, like, obsessed with uh, that Main Street Cafe right next door. Very good. Oh, yes. Amazing. Ocean Street Cafe. Everyone oh, Ocean goes Street there. Ocean Street Cafe. Sorry. Mm-hmm. That's what Everyone in the newsroom Amazing goes there. Amazing sandwiches. And I just had the kebab the other day for the first time. I've had it, like, three times now. So good. They cook that well. Oh, my mm. God. Good. It is... Uh, I just couldn't even... I, I we had to thank them when we left. We were like, thank, thank you. So that's <laughs> right, around. That. You can walk out the door here, and you're yeah. in that place right there. Oh and I God. see everyone going back and forth, all the reporters and stuff, which makes me wonder how do they afford that? Yeah. I bring my lunch every day. <laughs> yeah, um, lunch savings but, account maybe. But then you go, then you go a week where you have to eat like nothing but like rice and beans. 
That's worth it, though, for me. (laughs) My advice on the pasta angle going to Italian restaurants is, yeah, you can always make spaghetti or ziti at your house, but what about getting some, like, you know, high-end type pasta dish that's a little more involved, like a stuffed shells or or manicotti or lasagna? No one wants to make lasagna at home. If you ever made lasagna, it's like layering stuff and, like, too many ingredients. So when I go to an Italian restaurant, I get some of, like, the all-star cast of, like, Delicious. So, what's your dishes. favorite Italian restaurant on Cape Cod? Ooh, that's a, a good question. It's got to be Cafe uh, Girardi in Yarmouth, um, just because of their bolognese. I went there and it was like heavenly. It was to die for. Hmm. Um, a little place. It gets very crowded. I'd suggest uh, uh, calling to make sure the uh, see if they uh, take reservations or show up early, because uh, that is a place that the locals love to go to. We had a review on it on CapeCodTimes.com/dining uh, maybe earlier this year, and uh, it's top notch. Now, Colleen, you're experienced in the Harwich world of restaurants, I assume. You've yes. grown up. Where do you eat when you're in Harwich? Gosh, uh, I really love, like, Harwich Port Pizza. Oh, the best calzones in the entire world. George's Pizza has really good pizza just mm, in general. I love George's. Um, the best cookie pizza you'll ever have is from Ember in Harwich Port. Very good. But... What's your real favorite pizza? Oh, Pizza Regina. That you can't. Well, no, you can't. That you can't beat at it. At the Cape Cod Mall. I mean, you, you know, you think food court, you think, well, ah, whatever, but it's those good Regina pizza. slices are unbelievable, They're I have really to say. Good. And I've been to the original Pizza Regina in the North End, and it's they still do a very good job at the mall. No so. doubt. Well, but the mall, you're a food court guy sometimes, Mung. Where do you go there? I'm a food court guy. Um, unfortunately, I have some sad news about the mall food court. The kebab and curry Indian place um, is recently out. Uh, they've been there for a couple of years. It was a, a great mm. over-the-counter uh, Indian place. Yeah, so I like the it kebabs. It looks like there's an opening at the mall. They got a Sarku Japan still, Pizza Regina. They've got a newly opened this spring, um, uh, Stewart's. Uh, which is like an American food type, known for their root beer. Um, and they still have that Thai place there. So I think they're looking for a, a new tenant. Maybe this is your chance. You could open up a little food thing. Oh, man. I think the Cape has always needed some sort of southern or barbecue place over the counter. That Mung's would, that, Barbecue. That, yeah, Mung's Barbecue. Mung's that would, Monkfish? That would be my wheelhouse. Like, delicious So you'd brisket. be in the pit all day long? I'd just... be in the pit. Pulled pork. Mm. Mm, that just sounds delicious. I'm not sure if the mall's the best for that. Because uh, they don't have a of, they don't have a lot of open area for like big giant smokers and stuff. But, you put it right in the but, middle but, there. But, you, know? but you never know. <laughs> Maybe I'll have a Cape Cod food truck. Mm. Oh man! Well, it would be fun. It would be fun. Also in the food department, this is your dish of the week here, Mung. What is this? Pasticcio Estia. Ah, yes, yes, dish of the week. Uh, Mung was able to get over to uh, Mashpee Commons, and actually this uh, kind of dovetails into our Italian talk, because uh, this is a, uh, Estia in uh, in uh, Mashpee is not an Italian restaurant, it's a Greek restaurant, but I had their pasticcio there, which is kind of like a Greek lasagna, but it doesn't have ricotta cheese. In fact, it's layered with ground beef, uh, Greek macaroni, it's like a bechamel white sauce, it has like a tomato in it, as well as some cinnamon. It's it was to die for, and I've been to Greece, I've been to Athens, I've been to a couple Greek islands, and this pasticcio they had, I swear to God, was better than what I had in Greece. Wow. Um, wow. It, it gave me such a big portion that I ate it three times. 
So you, multiple. What do you mean, over? like like a cow has three stomachs? You were <laughs> digesting it through your system in different ways. What do you mean by that? <laughs> no, no. Some people just have leftovers the next day. Oh, leftovers. But I had it multiple days for leftovers. Wow. It was uh, there's delicious. something to be said for that. Yeah. I, I get. I've been wanting to try. Esty has been around for a while, and I've been wanting to try this dish forever. Um, what has dissuaded me was it. I think it was around twenty one bucks, which is a little out of Mung's price range, but it was so worth <laughs> it. So worth it when you when you when you get the uh, the extra leftovers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, that's the dish of the week from Mung, who gets around. And I'm surprised you had such a complicated dish. Usually, it's sort of chicken tenders. Oh, I love those chicken of, tenders. Or, you're like a walking kids menu, <laughs> or like a DJ dog or some wings. Yep, I like that. Yeah, this was a complicated dish, but it was very flavorful, and I've got to give it three thumbs up. All right, we and you do have three thumbs, right? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> All right. Uh, now, this is an interesting issue, Mung, that you raised earlier in the newsroom, and I, I don't even know about this. It's simply called Pros and Cons of Leaving the Cape in Summer. This is a, a strange topic for the Cape Cod Fun Show, where we have fun on Cape Cod. Uh, that is true. That is true. Why would you go anywhere else besides Cape Cod to have fun, right? So I told some of my friends around here, I was like, I'm going to Hampton Beach in New Hampshire this past weekend. And they were like, how dare you? Why would you leave the Cape? You have so many fun activities. You could go, go to the beach all day, have some great fried food. And uh, why would you even leave? I think they're right. Why? Why? Anyone? I don't know. I mean, I came here, so I'm not leaving. (laughs) Yeah, Colleen, would you go somewhere else for vacation once you're here home for the summer? I mean, having lived here my entire life, there are... Sometimes you feel like you get into cycles, if that makes any sense. You're doing the same thing over and over again. And I don't want to sound ungrateful because I love (laughs) the beach. And I know that sounds a little iffy for all the people who wish they would come here in the summer. But I like to get out. I like to go to Boston. Even if you go Mm. to the island, sometimes it's a little bit different. I know the island's kind of is cheating because it's not quite getting off the cape but i'm going to boston this weekend i i'm i'm gonna go see a red sox game so wow so maybe it's okay i guess for people who live here they consider i'm going off cape next week i'm going to the white mountain i got this swimming hole thing right and i think it's (laughs) i think it's uh, inspired by living on the cape where we become such watery people you know the show's been about the water since we started pretty much you know, you swim in the ponds, you do the boogie boarding, you go to the bay and just float in that healing salt water, which is just like, it cures everything somehow. It, but I think Colleen's right. Like, where are you going to go today? Ocean, bay, pond, ocean, bay, pond. And it's it's not that it's not beautiful and soul satisfying, but then you start wondering what other flavors of water are out there. And in the last few years, we've gone on these swimming hole safaris in northern New England, where you end up in these crystal clear rushing streams and rivers with pools and sculptured rocks and it's not about swimming distances or riding waves it's about like how cold is that crazy water you're about to plunge into under the waterfall but there's something shocking and wonderful and the water here is getting kind of warm it's always cold up in the mountains so my love of swimming holes is inspired by the beautiful experience on cape cod so is that okay I think that was beautiful. Yeah, that was like poetic. Swimming holes. I mean, it's it's the old time thing. It's you go there and you just say, "Oh my gosh, I'm going in." How deep is that? And you wade in and you feel it just rush up to your neck. And oh, that's when you wear the water shoes because you don't know what's in there. Giant trout rocks. <laughs> who knows what? <laughs> oh old God. VWs or people who jump into quarries, which Ooh. I used to do, but I don't think I'll be doing that mm. again. So I'm heading off Cape. Feel a bit uh, guilty about that. But so be it. I guess it's all right. But everyone takes staycations. If you don't take a staycation, your people look at you like, 
where are you going? It's going to be hot there. You can't swim there. And mm. it's uh, not exactly true. Yeah, but vacations are just about something different, too, I think. You know? I mean, you don't always have to go somewhere hot on vacation. People take vacations to Alaska. What? Really? Yeah. That's funny. I just met someone from Alaska, and uh, she said, I drove here from Alaska. I said, whoa, how long did that take? And she's like, well, it was six days to Seattle. Huh. And that's just like entering the States. That's just the beginning of it. I mean, wow. that is something. Wow. She was telling me some crazy tales about living up there and like you can grow tomatoes, but barely because of Canadian research and short, short season tomatoes. And then the winter sets in and it's just whew, and dark. And they love it, I guess. And they get paid by the state like 2000 bucks a year for living there. There's some kind of stipend for those toughies in Alaska. Wow. But anyway. I should that... move out there with my budget. <laughs> oh, no way, man. That would be that would be tough. That's where they should put all the interns. Just interns everywhere. Just on Alaska. Hey, we've got some uh, commerce news. Uh, Mung, I know this fascinates you. You're always keeping your eye on the mall. We had a story this week in the Cape Cod Times that Target is coming to the Cape Cod Mall at some point in the future, and that's a big change. Do we like Target? Bullseye. You like Target? Now, why do you like Target? I like Target. Uh, you know, they have some uh, products that are that are affordable. That's always good. Um, a little more upscale than some of the other uh, retailers. Um, yeah, I like Target. What yeah, do you it's think? a little modern, you know? That's what we need I here. I think Cape Cod could definitely use some moderning. What happened to Sears? <laughs> Looks like Sears is sort of phasing out or maybe opening in a smaller place or something like that. They used to be such a giant and then frittered it away. How did that happen? Thoughts? Hmm. I don't know. They had some good deals on appliances back in the day. Those were the days, huh? Those were the days. You oh, could get like man. a nice Kenmore fridge for oh, yeah. very little money. And now where are we going to do? What are we going <laughs> to do? Does Target have refrigerators? Um, I, I hope so. No, I don't yeah. think so. No, How are you no. going to get floor <laughs> model discounts with all these, like, <laughs> you know in-person brick stores going out of business. Yeah. What's, gonna, what's the future going to be like? Like, no stores and everyone just yeah, goes online. to, like, a computer kiosk and has a cappuccino and that's it? Yeah. That sounds okay for me. And for we wear jumpsuits with our names on them or, I like, our credit information. really. You don't? No. Oh, the joy of looking at appliances. Like Colleen, back I me up here. Oh, it was the stuff. best. When I was little and we had to get a new dishwasher, I just loved it. Well, <laughs> well Colleen is weird. <laughs> well, when I was a kid, I used to like to go to those giant furniture stores because I just imagined all the stories coming from the different living rooms and the bedrooms and, like, I'd try them all out. Like, what if I lived here? And, like, what do they do at night? Do all the employees come out and oh. Sleep or do they run around? Do they pretend they're different people in different rooms? I just, I found that fascinating. Is I'm that surprised weird? you don't work in a furniture store now? Oh, someday it's probably coming a little <laughs> quicker than we think. Here, <laughs> working in the news business is always a bit, uh, a bit strange. Well, we'll wind up this broadcast, Mung, with a little bit of a story. Now, you've been talking about drinks with a view lately, and it seems like you've been sort of doing some research in that area <laughs> and may have found one of the perfect settings to have a, a cold libation at the end of the day. Oh, this is my favorite thing about summer. I'm not a big beer person or wine person or other liquors like bourbon and whiskey and stuff like that. What I drink is fruity summer drinks. I like daiquiris. I like pina coladas. Good for frozen you. Frozen margaritas. This is what the, the uh, this season is for. And even in the winter, I'll order these, and people will be like, I don't even have ice. We have no fruit. 
<laughs> right, right. We have no fruit. Uh, but anyway, it's out of uh, one of my favorite places, uh, and I love to get like uh, really good summer drinks with a nice water view. And one of my favorite places is, is the dockside in Hyannis. Beautiful uh, view of Hyannis Harbor. You can see the ferries come in. You can see all the boats coming in and out of the harbor. And then they just have these really uh, delicious frozen drinks. They can range from you know eight or nine dollars or even more. Uh, I saw some drinks, some more high end ones, maybe twelve or thirteen. They're a little, you know, they can get a little pricey, but they're packed with all sorts of uh, uh, flavor and and rum and anything you want. How do you feel about mudslides? Uh, I'm not the biggest Kahlua and milk fan, but um, I hear they have good mudslides at the dockside. Mudslides at the Beachcomber and Wellfleet are the antidote to sunburn. Oh. You drink half, you just pour the rest of it right all over your body. <laughs> and you cool right down. Mm, that's the summer People lather we weird. all need. Nah, everyone's all burned and drunk and no one cares. They're all like, ah. <laughs> They're like bears coming out of hibernation. They don't, they don't care. Well, that sounds nice. I want to thank Kevin McLeod for all the music of this show. And his website's a fabulous website, Mung. Of course, you go there often and remember it very well. Oh, yes, in Competech.com. That's right. Thank you, Kevin, for all your wonderful music. Anything else, people, as we wind this up? Anything else to say to the people out there? No, I think we nailed it. Fantastic. Mm. Okay, thank you, Mung. Anytime. Thank you, Colleen. Anytime. Thank you, Taryn. Of course. <laughs> I'm Eric Williams. This has been the Cape Cod Fun Show. You can see us online. Where is it? It's capecodtimes.com slash Fun. <laughs> see all our broadcasts. Till next time. Till next week. See ya.